faith, family, freedom. It all still matters here. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. The elusive work-life balance. Is that even possible? I've got some advice on that coming your way in just a couple of minutes here. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us here on American Viewpoints. Right now, a new study by an activist group says poverty, politics, and water quality seem to be connected. Public News Service's Suzanne Potter has the story. Low-income communities of color, such as Flint, Michigan, or Newark, New Jersey, are much more likely than white, more affluent towns to suffer with polluted water for years, according to a new report. The study, called Watered Down Justice, analyzed EPA data for 200,000 violations of the Federal Safe Drinking Water Act. Report co-author Christy Pullen-Fedinick of the Natural Resources Defense Council says states are neglecting black and brown communities. You know, some of it is the voices being ignored. I think some of it is disinvestment in communities, infrastructure disinvestment. It could be industries and jobs, leaving areas. There are a number of factors that are outside of this drinking water that have led to the crisis happening in Flint. The study found that local authorities and state regulators are failing to address and report pollution violations, especially in crowded towns with many low-income people of color and non-native English speakers. Pullen Fedinick notes that toxics in the water have serious consequences for the families who must use it for drinking, cooking, and bathing. The cost of that to human health could include things like cancer, compromised fertility, developmental effects, serious infections, and more. The report suggests that Congress and states step up enforcement and prosecutions, increase inspections at industrial sites to prevent pollution from occurring, and invest much more money in community water systems so they can afford to make necessary upgrades and repairs. For Public News Service, I'm Suzanne Potter. If you want to read more about that, the story is at publicnewsservice.org. And speaking of health... With the hospitalization of Senator Bernie Sanders this week, heart health has been in the news again. Now, according to the Mayo Clinic, the most common medical tool used to diagnose heart health is going high tech. And I'm talking really high tech, as in artificial intelligence. The Mayo Clinic News Network's Jeff Olson has the story. This souped-up stethoscope shows artificial intelligence in action. This is where it records sound, and I have it connected to a smartphone. The stethoscope not only digitally records the sounds heard by Dr. Paul Friedman, it also records an electrocardiogram of the heart's electrical activity. The data is run through a neural network, a computer system trained by crunching hundreds of thousands of sets of similar readings so that it becomes expert in looking at a focused problem. It gets to a point where it gets very good at seeing very subtle patterns. The result is a simple test that can read current heart conditions and using those subtle patterns predict possible future problems. Within... 15 seconds, you have some of the skill of an expert cardiologist in your pocket. Dr. Friedman says this type of artificial intelligence in diagnosis is the way of the future. We have plans to expand it to hopefully prevent people from walking through our hallways, having a weak heart pump and having it undetected when there are things we could do about it. For the Mayo Clinic News Network, I'm Jeff Olson. There's more information on this and many other health topics at mayoclinic.org. And you know what? Let's stay on health matters for uh, just another minute or so here. And I am going to get to that work-life balance advice segment that I mentioned that's ahead here in just a minute or so. But I found some health tips on health.com that, well, at first glance, may seem kind of counterintuitive. But here, hear, hear me out. 
For instance, this first one actually surprised me. After you have your meal or you have a cup of coffee or something, I know that my instinct is to kind of head on up and brush my teeth right away just so I feel clean, you know, when it comes to my uh, my teeth and my mouth and everything. But according to health.com, they say don't brush your teeth immediately after meals and drinks even if they were acidic or especially if they were acidic. And that's because acidic foods, and we're talking about, you know, citrus fruits and sports drinks and and pop or soft drinks, whatever you call it, those can actually soften tooth enamel immediately after eating or drinking. So brushing your teeth right away could actually speed up the acids effect on your enamel and actually erode the layer underneath. So Dr. Howard Gamble, and this is according to health.com, says wait 30 to 60 minutes before brushing your teeth after you have something to eat or you have something to drink. Uh, How about this? You want to wear a smaller size? I know I wouldn't mind getting back to a smaller jean size. I know my wife uh, talks about her dress size sometimes. But if you want to wear a smaller size, gain weight. And you may say, well, that doesn't make any sense. But it kind of does if you think about it because we're talking about muscle weight. For instance, according to health.com, if two women both weigh 150 pounds and only one of the women lifts weights, the lifter will more likely fit into a smaller pant or dress size than the woman who weighs the same but doesn't exercise. So a 150-pound woman who lifts weights could very well wear the same size as a 140-pound woman who does not exercise. And here's why. A pound of fat, of course, weighs the same as a pound of muscle, but muscle takes up far less space. Oh, and as a side benefit, you're a whole lot healthier as well. Okay, here's one more. If you are tired at the end of a long day of work or running errands or the kids have just got you worn out, that may actually be the perfect time to work out. Yeah. So here's the reason why. Uh, After a long, exhausting workday, exercising may sound like the last thing you'd want to do, but it could actually give you more energy. Fatigue, along with mood and depression, improved after a single 30-minute session of moderate exercise. And that's according to a study published in Medicine and Science in Sports and Exercise. Mm, I let my subscription run out to that one. And according to that study, and I'm going to quote from it, everything we do uses oxygen. So when you exercise, it helps you work more efficiently so you don't tire as easily. And it also says that you will function better mentally. And again, you can find that and a lot more health tips at health.com. And finally, work-life balance. It seems that we are just busier than ever. So how do we manage the demands on our time and on our energy and, frankly, on our emotions? Mark Merrill has this Family Minute report that, frankly, may surprise you. Did you know that work-life balance is a myth? I'm Mark Merrill with today's Family Minute. In today's busy world, it can often seem impossible to juggle the many demands of a family and a career. For decades, we've heard about how to achieve work-life balance. People experience so much guilt because they feel like they're neglecting their families while they're trying to have a successful career, or vice versa. So-called work-life balance is a myth. It's a utopia that people are searching for but will never find. Today, I want to encourage you to stop worrying about achieving balance between work and family life and instead strive to be present. For more, listen to my exclusive podcast interview with Tony Dungy at markmerrill.com. 
Remember, your family first. You can hear more from Mark Merrill and read a lot more advice at FamilyMinute.com. All right, found a few things in the news here that uh, caught my eye, and they're frankly just too fun to not report to you. I found this first one at uh, Reuters. Italian astronaut Luca Parmitano cheered on his team from space. Yeah, we're talking about the Rugby World Cup, and uh, his team, Italy, was taken on South Africa on Friday, and he actually watched the game from the International Space Station. I mean, if you're a sports fan, you're pretty much going to do what it takes to see your team compete, especially in an international tournament. Uh, Parmintano has been in space since uh, July, so he was not going to miss that match. And by the way, this is not the first time that uh, he's done something unusual from space. Back in August, he became the first person to DJ from outer space when he played a set from the International Space Station for a club in Ibiza. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty uh, pretty rocking uh, astronaut right there. Also, how about this? A website is offering $500 for someone to become an NBA food tester. Now, here's the deal. Pixwise.com says the applicant's going to get $500 plus spending money to try out menu items offered at NBA games during this upcoming season. So then what's going to happen is the person's going to be asked to rank the food items in order of deliciousness. Sounds like pretty much a dream job for a sports fan, but you only have through October 14th to get your application in. So more information is at Pixwise.com. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us here on American Viewpoints. We will talk to you again next week. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to, are you? Kids, work, listening to the radio. You're busy. Which is great, because busy people can't get prediabetes. Oh my, I read that wrong. (laughs) They can. Should have worn my glasses. So visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test, because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket. A tent. A sandbag. A doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.